0: hi this is samantha and you're listening to the layman's doctor podcast where we're bringing medicine home today i have a slightly different podcast for you guys apart from my usual where we've been talking about covid we talk about alternative pathways for medical doctors um today we're just gonna have a little chit chat with a well-known um gynecologist said. OBGYN, obstetrician and Gynecologist, and who has become a good friend to me and um, is a great friend of our editor. We're just going to have a conversation with someone who has actually done what a lot of doctors want to do, want to finish med school, specialize, uh, have a practice, work in the public system as a senior, and do well at that. And we're just going to have a conversation about how that was for him and get some pearls and some lessons and some advice. So Dr. Daryl Daly is going to be here. I pause on it to be because I always just call him Daryl, <laughs> you know, first name basis. But we have Dr. Daryl Daly here to talk with us and he's going to introduce himself as usual, as we always do.
1: Hi, everybody. Hey, Sammy. Thanks for that introduction. I am Dr. Daryl Daly, OBGYN, and senior registrar at the Maypen Hospital. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming. I've always seen this show and said, so Why don't you invite me on it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he invited himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am, as I was saying before we started recording, guys, that. Um, so many persons or so many guests that I've had in the last couple of months have actually been persons who have reached out to me or been recommended to me to be on the podcast. And it really warms my heart. And, you know, it's the end of the year, so they have Spotify, most listen to podcasts, and people have been tagging me. I'm in their top three. For some persons, I'm their top, their number one podcast. And it just feels so nice. I can't believe it.
1: No, no, man, you're doing an excellent thing. You're doing an excellent <laughs> thing. I, I, I mean, the, I, I didn't even know you're my good friend, sister. You know, I was just listening to your your <laughs> podcast on Twitter, you know, and and I said, this this girl has some interesting topics right now. You know, and you interviewed a lot of people that I know and I'm familiar with. You know, and I, and I mm-hmm. say, oh, you yeah, have a good thing going on, and the topics were weren't the usual, around the mill doctor topics. You know, they're interesting topics. You know, so it it it's something good to tune into and and to listen, especially in the medical field. You know, in Jamaica, everything is is, is dynamically changing ever so quickly. I you know you kind of keep your finger on the pulse. So congratulations on a, on a, on a great podcast. And, a, <laughs> and I, hope, I hope it continues to grow. And that's from the heart. That's from the heart.
0: Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's go right into it. I know that you especially wanted to talk more so like a motivator and show persons because in medicine, I think we have this huge fear of failure. We have this huge fear of not getting it right um, the first time around or not fitting into a box. And sometimes it can be very frustrating isn't the word, but maybe demotivating. demotivating. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us come into medicine as students who did very well in school and med school and residency can kind of liquid for six
1: <laughs> yeah man. definitely 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 it's 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 a different it's a different ball game and um, most people really don't know what it is until they get into the medical field it's so different from high school mm-hmm. you know it's, it's 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 really different and um it's something that takes over your life and you have to, the big part of it is you have to have the mindset to it. I mean, academia and, and brightness, you know, I, I almost want to say that's kind of like at the bottom. But I think a big part of being a doctor and being a good doctor is, is, is being self-motivated and having a drive mm-hmm. to do what you want to do. That's the, that's my opinion still, you know, that's why I, I coach my younger doctors and tell them you really have to push this. I'm a medical student, so you have to really want this. you know, you have to push for it. Because it's it's nothing that is handed down to you. Believe it or not. It's nothing that's handed down to you. It's it's something you have to earn. And it's rough. Rough, (laughs) it's rough.
0: (laughs) I hope people listen to this and are just like, oh my God, I'm not going to go into medicine. Quick pause though, because I saw you tweeted something. Right? The whole talking about medical students and residents and whatnot made me think. I saw you tweet something about a lot of young men or young male doctors are now growing out their hair because of you. And you seem to have this thing where you're like, you know what? I'm going to be here. I'm going to show you that you can be a doctor, but you can also have fun. You can also do stuff with your hair. You can, you know be like a hot boy and those things and still be a well-respected, successful doctor. And I think Mario Evon or Dr. Guthrie also yeah. does the same thing because he was talking about his cane rose and people are saying like, how can you be a doctor with cane rose?
1: Yeah, it, there's a lot of... All right, so the the, the truth where that is concerned is that it drain, there's a lot of stigma attached to medical school for sure. And definitely in my day, I would never be... Um having the hairstyle that I have right now. Um, I don't think I could uh, get away with it. And I think, um, unfortunately, at my time, there's a lot of stigma and a lot of um, prejudice attached to it, unless it's your face, you know? So Mm -hmm. you have to kind of stick by the rules and do what you have to do, because you don't want to be jeopardized or victimized at the end of the day. So you have to always tell people, just abide by the rules, and when you finish, you, do you still want, abide no. by the rules, you know. You know, yeah, do what you want to do, but you still, you know, you still have to abide. And I mean, um, Mario was a big um uh, he I, I always admired how he stepped out of the block because he was ahead of me, you know. And uh, me and him always talk about here all the time. It's kind of crazy. He's a good friend of mine, so we always talk about here. This is way before I started to grow my hair. And you know, it's you talk about it and you know, and we used to talk about how the same the same conversation we're having now, people will look on you and but at the end of the day your hair is not what makes you as a medical doctor. It's the type of doctor you are, how you deal mm-hmm. with the patients, how you portray yourself. You can still be professional and have hair, you know. It doesn't matter. You can still be professional. Just be professional. Do what you have to do. Respect the patients. Listen to the patients. Empathize. Be compassionate. Empower the patients. And just do what you have to do. And, and just always, especially in the public, because I work in the public sector as well, just maintain yourself as a public fig- figure and do what you have to do. It can still look professional and have hair dress well dressed dressed apart don't look sloppy dress up to go to work when you dress up when you, when you dress up you feel good of, no, course,
0: of course of course it's a gyne person telling yes. us to dress up yes. to go to work because you guys this whole thing is that you must dress up and look nice to go to work and I Because inspired. when you look nice
1: the people are going to like the the, the patients would are going to want to interact with you more.
2: Yeah, you know the that... thing.
1: Elephant Elef- man said this thing, and the truth, and the images, everything you know. And 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 they will look at you. The first thing people used to judge is how you look and how you appear. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to wear the bushes thing, but just put yourself together properly. We, we we all know some doctors don't put themselves properly. You know, yeah, we know some people don't put. themselves yourself together. <laughs> as you step in that door, as a patient coming through, you know that the, the ice is going to break by how you how you present yourself. You know, if you have a nice... If your jacket is clean, if your clothes are well-pressed, you have on nice shoes, you know, you look the part, you look intelligent, the whole direction of the interview is going to change. Versus mm-hmm. when they come in and, well, it's not to look pop down, someone, re re ra-ra-ra, you know?
0: <laughs> are the truth, Sammy? Wow, well, some of us feeling attacked, myself included. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it comes... That's, remember that
0: Michelle, and Michelle, Michelle, she taught us this for
1: a long time. You yes. Dr. Uh, Michelle used to... Um, Pound it into her head, dress up, dress up, dress up, and to this day she's still doing it. Big up Auntie Charmaine. She she's does. big and dressed for an attire. Yeah, up. of course. You know, she's she's one of those people who planted. And my father too. You know, when you dress up and and put yourself together, it, it really helps.
0: I was gonna say that's who I really feel it for are the persons with locks, or yeah, the up. Yeah, it's like no matter what, they always just get the short end of the stick. I'm seeing, I think I'm seeing no, compared to when I was a student, that it's getting a little bit better. Um, You know, you might get the rust doctor or the rust man or, and I mean, these are not just from patients or mm-hmm. I've had a lot of my friends with, with the boys with locks where the patient will Patients who don't know them, especially if they're in scrubs, will call to them as a portal. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm like, is that the equivalent of when the, when women doctors are considered only nurses? And I'm like, okay, I feel like this is not the conversation for this podcast, but I have very strong feelings about being able to wear your hair a certain way, dressing a certain way, and even wearing jewelry and still being considered... Um, professional or being able to be a doctor
1: or whatever. It's funny you talk about this professional thing and the dress code because there's some stuff that I still believe that shouldn't be done. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't believe like I'm very hard on my um, female juniors. You know, like um, like the eccentric here. I'm not a big fan of that. You know, I, I don't think you should if be coming to work
0: eccentric. Right,
1: like, okay. multicolored here. Multicolored Whoa! here, red, oh, yellow, God. all them things, you know. No, it's fine. I mean, yes, you can put yourself together well, but still, I think, I, you know, th- again, this are going around the you know but I mean,
2: <laughs> right? I
1: still talk to them about it, you know, like, when the skirt is too short and too tight and the skirt too tight. I can agree. Tight, no, I you're not supposed to come to into work with short skirt and tight skirt and and tight shrubs. Or shrub.
0: tight pants as men. Or tight pants. Well, I, as I men, think... As hey, yeah. I think sometimes the men will come in at a button down that is if they stretch their hand too wide, the buttons pop or the pants are very tight. Because for me, at the end of the day, I'm thinking it can still be presentable, but also be comfortable enough to do your chest compressions or take your labs or do procedures and examine. And for me, I don't want to have to think about if I bend over, you know, you can sit on my shirt or you might be able to see my skirt or my pants. Showing my underwear, anything like that. So, I mean... Cleavage is I important. I definitely don't. <laughs> I definitely don't. Don't,
1: don't expose old. too much, you know? You can be classic. <laughs> but just, just, just listen to Whatever that's Michelle says for the ladies, just listen to them, you know? You know? I like not too much jewelry, you know? Like, I mean, like the, the bag of earrings. No. No, 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 no. Still not presentable, but... but, but the, I, I, the, it's true, it's true, it's true. I know the hospital actually has a dress code though, you know that? Like yes, most yes, hospitals yes. have a dress code, yeah. It
2: does you know? have a So dress it code. does have a
1: dress code. So you can follow the dress code, it does have a dress code. I'm, the very, ministry I'm, very, dress code. Against,
0: I'm very against the no sleeveless policy. That is one dress code that I think. Look how
1: this whole thing with Rihanna come out now sin? the other day. Everybody talking <laughs> about so Rihanna got her um She became the honourable <laughs> Rihanna. And she actually went up there with her sleeveless. Everybody, the big thing now,
0: you, you know, you see the tweet, Ooh,
1: everybody talking
0: about I don't it. think the sleeveless was the problem with Rihanna and what <laughs> made the people head go wild. I think it was more the <laughs> No, bringing it back. So let's talk about you now. Let's talk about your experience in Mexico. And I particularly want us to hit the part where we're talking about DM program, which a lot of us don't seem to know a lot about until we actually get into the program and even applying for it is um yeah, yeah. I don't want it not not a challenge but there's not a lot of information surrounding it and that is also one particular process that I would like to talk about as well um in upcoming podcasts.
1: Okay. Definitely. I mean well we can start from the beginning you because know, I have a long story, you know, that kept me all over the place. <laughs> right. I'm seriously no seriously so like um i went to walmart boys school The great walmart boys school I get quite big, a up Old and, um, big up walmart boys and um i'm actually the child of two doctors my mother is a retired both my parents are retired now mother mm. is a retired pediatrician my father is a retired um i want to say legendary obgyn right so I was brought up in that household. Like I only knew medicine, you know? And um, I, I I remember growing up, I used to see my father come home and he was, my father always smiling, always happy. You know, I used to go to the office, him always smiling, I was always happy. You know, but I, he would, I would hardly see him. I'd only see him like on weekends because he'd come home late every night, you know? And I remember like, our oh, time with each other? Spending time with each other is like, he would take me on the road Them time I was working at Jubilee. I'd go go to Jubilee and the wardrobe gym, Then we go to Natal and I wait till him to the delivery. Then we go Andrews. Then we go office. Like I just spent a lot of time with him, walk like while he did his 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 daily routine. And I always saw how this thing made him very happy. You know, and I said, yo, if 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 obstetrics and gynecology is making this man happy, I think I want a piece of it, you know. I remember we used to call it pantyology. <laughs> <laughs> well, i was like ten year old. I want a like my father. You know, so like I always knew from the get-go like the only career I ever thought about was medicine. There's nothing else. Like medicine, I was a big fan of music, still am, but it was always just medicine, 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 you know. So, I mean, I went into med- um high school, did the sciences, went through first the fifth form, or fifth form now, I failed, What I failed again? I failed, I failed chemistry. And I failed physics. And you know we need the chemistry and the physics to get to the medical school, right? So I failed that. And I remember at the time, Mr. Barnett, um, he was the, rest in peace, Mr. Barnett, he was the principal. And I went for a meeting. Because I passed everything, you know, right? I did, I did like, I did two subjects in, fifth, in, fourth, in third form. Third or fourth form. I did English and math in fourth form. And I get two, one. And like, so like when I come to, 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 um, to fifth form now, it's just seven more subjects I had to do because I passed nine in total. And then I failed the physics and I failed the, uh, the chemistry. And I remember I went to Mr. Barnett, and Mr. Barnett was like, I did, I did POB, I did account, I did Spanish, I did everything. And I mean, Mr. Barnett was like, Well, you know, daily you can you can go into into um sixth form and the econ, you know. And I said, But, sir, I don't want the econ, I the medicine. I said, but you fail the sciences. How so you can do medicine, you fail the sciences. And a lot of, a lot of, um, Trust me, it was a lot of um, coaxing. My parents were in there, and it was me and we were talking. And it eventually came to the conclusion that he would let me go into sixth form, and I could do the, I could start A-level subjects, but I would mm-hmm. have to do over the the fifth form physics and chemistry in November, the November sitting. And if I fail them, I'd have to come back to fifth form in January. Right? So I'm like, okay, we we'll did this. Anyways, I did it, and I passed it. You know, I passed it. <laughs> got through with that, and then um, I did A-levels, <laughs> didn't pass a level. I passed A-levels, but I didn't pass them well, but I got all <laughs> passed. <laughs> it's funny because, out.
0: it's funny now, because I know how the story ends.
1: Yeah, 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 Yo, I passed A-levels,
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody
1: from my, and there's a lot of doctors from my year, um, a, a fair amount, and I don't think anybody got straight into medicine. But I remember a lot of my friends did fail a levels, but I passed all of them, right? So so when I, when I passed them, now I got into um, Natsai. And that was a disaster. Natsai was a disaster because too much things was happening at the same time. Like, you know, I get my driver's license. You know, I get my girlfriend. Really, really. Re, like, I, just, I just think, yo, I just think, so. I could have just blow through this. Because I've always gone through, no, man, I've always gone through school with minimal work always mm-hmm. like I do the minimum i do the minimum you are one of those yeah,
0: students
1: man. i do minimum and i get above average always so i say yeah man i can't do this with not saying no go not sign i'll never forget that after the first semester i feel everything sammy i remember forgot collect results at undercraft i don't know if anybody these guys from here you UA undercraft this is way but this is this is 1999. you ever go pick up your results on an undercraft i remember them time there's nothing electronic now you have the physical paper so i did i did i did what i also did i did bio i did chemistry and i was doing i don't remember what was, biochemistry and it was physics yeah biochemistry physics and um fd 10a never forget that that's all i'm already and i remember when <laughs> when i pick up the paper <laughs> I pick up the paper, the paper said um FWS. And I said, you know, you know the credits It said zero credits, zero credits. I said, but it said FWS. I said what FWS means. I'll never forget about it, it mean you fail. <laughs> fail with supplemental. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, damn. I failed everything that first semester, you know, It was horrible. And I kinda pull up my socks and I passed everything the second semester, but I had, to, I had to repeat the stuff in the um in the in the summer. And I failed yeah. again in the summer. I feel a two course I'm again in the summer and at that, that is at that point in time I realized that this medicine thing in Jamaica looking very far. I remember you know you have to do very well in that first year to transfer over to medical mm-hmm. school. So at that mm-hmm. point in time I realized, I, realized I, I couldn't do well. I mean I wouldn't do it and I remember like at had a big meeting with my father and my mother and we were talking about options you know because I, really yeah. really I really didn't want to finish the degree. You know, I didn't really want to finish the degree. And then we started talking about options. We are talking about Cuba came up. Um, Russia came up. Um, and then St. George's University came up in Grenada. And, like, it was just Jamaica, they just seemed. I wasn't focused in Jamaica, to be honest. I wasn't focused. I was distracted. Like I said, too much stuff was something. And, like, you know, my father said, yo, you can't stay here. You can't stay here. Cause you say you want the medicine. If you want the medicine, I'll support you. But you can't stay in Jamaica because it my work out that you know, and I was like, all
0: right. That's very interesting yeah. because even after everything, where everything is saying, bro, this is not for you, you are oh, yeah. not, you're not doing it. Your parents are still supportive of you. And I think that is so refreshing and so important that if you have something, you're like, no, no, I, this is what I want. This is what I want. No matter what, I'm still going to get it. And it reminds me literally of this podcast that I had listened to. About someone in the States who went through similar struggles trying to get into medicine, and everybody was saying, Yo, just forget about that, just do something else. This is obviously not for you, but eventually mm-hmm. stuck to it and got it and is very happy now.
1: Of course. So, I have no regrets, no regrets. Yeah. You, you
0: didn't yeah. actually study medicine at UE?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, so, I mean, you, you mentioned that thing about um my, 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 my mother. My mother was actually saying, Son, obviously it's not a workout for you, know, you're good at the computers, it's not too late to change career <laughs> I'll never forget, she said that, I never asked her, she did not She now nah, remember that but I That's remember that. she said, oh, you should probably do engineering or something you know, uh, but my father was like, you really want to do this? I said, yeah man, I am sorry, right, we'll go find out, we're we'll going to find a way for this you know, I mean, I, I didn't I did like that about him, he said, we we'll going to find a way but Jamaica, you can't stay in Jamaica and then mm-hmm. Grenada came up, so I applied to Grenada um, St. George's University, I don't know if you heard of it before yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So I applied it and I got into pre-med. And I went there and, and um, we, we, we never had a plan enough. But we just the plan was just to get out of Jamaica and see what we can do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got into pre-med, I got into pre-med and um, when I was there by myself now, a lot of, like, I had a, a lot of different thought processes. I was like, yo, John Oster, yo, them shit, man, father, come here, man. That mean, yo, my half of the good here, my half of the good yep. here. You know, my half of the good amount of money somewhere. Yeah, man, I pull up my socks. And like at that time, that is when I became, I turned from a from a from a from a below average student to an above average student. That is when I realized I had to focus. That is when and and, and what I learned in, in, in Grenada, as in how to study, I took to medical school and that is the way I passed medical school. You know? So what I used to do, every time I went, and this was this is what I did for the entire medical school.
2: Mm-hmm. What I used
1: to do, what I a learning Grenada, like every class you know, you, you make making notes, you come home, you read the notes, and you come home and you read the textbook, right? And you make it additional notes. However long that take, it could take 10 minutes, it could take 15 minutes, it could take 20 minutes, but you just, you just do that. And that is your work for the day, right? And then on the weekend now, you do over everything that you did for the week. And I did that. When, and by the time I, I left Grenada, like so halfway through the semester now, um, I got a My father called me and said, Yo, um, some openings open up for Trinidad Med School, right? And they, and they said, um, Apply. And they said they're going to take how you do in this semester into consideration based on everything that you've done so far. I said, All right, cool. And then I remember I left Grenada with a 4.0 GPA, come back home, pack up, and man, I come back home. Yeah, man, I never I got a 4.0 GPA and I applied to Trinidad and I remember sending a transcript and everything and I remember it was like July 18. I'll never forget July 18th, um, this application in Trinidad, yeah, not Trinidad, U.A. Trinidad, not U.A. Jamaica Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, July 18th, U.A. Trinidad called me and said I got into medical school, That was 2001. So I, I had to go back to Grenada, pick, pack up my stuff and went to Trinidad and that's where my life, my medical career
0: officially started.
1: You know, no regrets. I I had no regrets to train that. And, and that is when med school started.
0: So you're studying technique. What it sounds like is that you did a lot of reinforcement. So you made sure you actually learned the material when it was being taught, and then you like went over it. And mm-hmm. did you find that when it came to exam time, you didn't you didn't find that you had to be studying? I don't maybe not studying as much, but you weren't you weren't trying to relearn a lot of things or learning things for the first time closer to exam from that study no. technique that you did.
1: Definitely not exams were always easy. Because by the time I went there there's nothing much there. I just did the technique come and coming out to the exam you get access to the past papers and you know what I had to do. And I think exams weren't challenging in medical school. Other than one one set, respiration. Respiration was <laughs> all
0: right, so we're in Trinidad now.
1: Yeah, we're in Trinidad. So again, again, the plan was to finish over there. The plan was to finish over there. So in Trinidad, I mean, Trinidad was lovely. I mean, you're learning to come out of your own. You know, I mean, I'm in college abroad. I'm in Trinidad. You meet like all my good friends right now. A lot of my good friends right now, the veterinarians, a couple of the doctors, are guys that I grew up with in Trinidad, Jamaicans. You know, mm-hmm. so Trinidad is it's a world by itself, you know. I, I, I learned to enjoy soccer, I learned to enjoy carnival, and I learned how the train that passed out to train that They will party every night. Like there's a club club, club coconuts, it's closed now. It was free for you students on Thursday night and free drinks. And we used to go there and we we'll have class Friday morning and nobody never not go to class. We we'll come home 4 o'clock in the morning, we'll have class 8 o'clock and everybody is there. You know this thing you, you feel sick you, you can't go to no everybody went to the, to, 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 to <laughs> the class and we're how many people and we're in your a, class oh my, oh my class was big man my class was about in trinidad my class was about i would say like 160 it was huge
0: at the yes. time i know that
1: bigger classes now you know yeah because like,
0: no no yes. we're in like the tr- 200s 300s yeah man it was like 160 of us and and, and
1: remember it's vet. Initially, the vet and, and the dent and the pharmacist they stay with us for the first six months. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a lot, you know. So Trinidad was good. And then, you know, <clears throat> again, um, a group of us decided that we're going to try to come home, you know, because of expenses and whatnot. So we're going to try to come home and transfer home now. If it, it was so hard to transfer home. Believe it or not, the same university that have different structures and different um, how, to, how to do stuff. So like when I came, when I finished now our big third year exam, um, I finished that exam and then um, all of us came together. It was three of us who said that right, we're going to do this, we're going to come home together. I will put everything in place and we'll come home. And then we we'll, we'll spoke to the dean. And I remember the dean basically said, because when we came back, you know, remember in, in Trinidad, they just three years of undergrad, three years are pre clinical, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do any clinicals at all until fourth year, right? So I started fourth year there and then we, I came like like a month into year, I came back over and I remember when I came back remember I don't have a no junior clerkship in medicine I don't have a no junior clerkship in surgery I don't have a no junior clerkship in pediatrics right yeah. I have, uh, so I come home now and we have to sign a contract stating that if we fail the exam we can't blame them because they're accepting us as a negative so we have to do the makeup Was terrible you know so we came back home and i had to do about like in trinidad pass and america be six months and we do the six months of pass america be and when i came back home i was hoping i'd get exempted because i said all right let me get exempted because i remember we have the two months of pata america being fourth
0: year. yeah yeah i said, you let, me six yeah, I said let me get exempted yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i said let me get exempted and let me do a little elective in medicine and pediatrics and, and, and i said no i said i have for the, the um i have for the it i was like all right But good thing I had a a good group, I had a good class. I mean, um, one of my good friends was in the class and my my, Dr. Pierre Williams and Dr. Calnett Williams, the two of them, like, they held my hand. And my class, my group held my hand and, you know, when I reached the medicine and the surgery, you know, I had a real good support team. And we're on the ward every day. We're some nerds, you know. You know, (laughs) we go on the ward every day. I mean, these guys don't have this experience now because of COVID, but we're on the ward every day, every day examining patients. To benefit me. Because remember I never had the experience of it. So they'll come there every yeah. day. That's an hour. That's an hour and we we'll did that. You know? And we we'll did that. I'm I had that same approach. I'm gonna we'll go through final year and with we'll do MD Best and we we'll get through. We we'll get through. I've never failed one exam in medical school. Never. But
0: I find that I find that in medicine, because um, you said your friends were, were doing it for your benefit, yeah. but I have found that you really cement information when you teach it and when you practice and you get exposed to it all the time so i think you know even that is like a blessing in disguise because everybody in that scenario wins you're practicing you're reinforcing information and then your clinical skills become really great because you're just putting in this extra effort um, in it and because you didn't do the third year stuff, they have to make sure that they're teaching you the way that it's supposed yeah, to be taught so there's no, yeah, there's no slacking off there you
1: know, I say it all the time without those two and my group you know but especially those two and that can't let it, my matter now you know uh, we went through medicals, and there's no way I would be where I am right now without them so big them up, forever I big them up always, <laughs> always. that was our team we studied together, we did everything together, and we passed together. You know, you can't do this by yourself in medical mm-hmm. Individual study is important. Individual study is important, but more important than that is group study. Concentrated group study. Because you realize you may be good at something, and I, good, I better at something than you are, and then we fill the gaps. mm mm-hmm. You know how much stuff I used to learn from my them in Trinidad? Like enough time, I remember like um, respiration, I remember one o'clock in the morning one time I studied thing and it now nah makes no sense in us a It now nah makes <laughs> no sense in And then time they live on hall, you know. Right? I'm a look up and see my bridging window open and him and and him light on. I say, oh will go over there, you know, knock on them door, I say, brother. Yes, obviously, you not know, see, oh, Bridging, I beg you. Explain this to me. I can't understand it. Tidal volume and all them something. Force capacity, and all them something. <laughs> you know, I couldn't understand it. And I didn't sit down and teach And when I left that room, I was like, was like a Eureka moment not wow. it like, like <laughs> and, and I treasure these things. I treasure these things. I remember this. I remember it's like, like, like it was yesterday. I remember, like, it was yesterday.
0: Wow, that's mm. that's that's actually really true. That's really true. Yeah. Like sometimes you just don't get it, and somebody just explain tango wait. What? Yep. Sometimes
1: it's okay. mental fatigue, you know. Sometimes it's mental yep. fatigue. Your brain is so tired, it's it not understanding, it, so it refuses to accept the information. And then somebody has to come with a different technique and they just open it up. That mental fatigue is true, you know. If you don't understand something, don't be afraid to ask for somebody to experience you. Mm-hmm. Teach a lecturer, a friend. I don't know how the camaraderie is now in medical school. It's kind of weird now, you know. I mean, because I, I talk to the students a lot and they said that the, the, the most experienced they're getting that may right now, because they do they get a lot of stuff on the ward. Are you it right now
0: <laughs> don't get me started because what i will say is that uh, the further away you are from kingston that area of kingston is oftentimes the more experience you'll get with clinicals so for me i did much better in my clinical years because i'm i'm a very hands-on person and the way how I how I learn is by doing stuff, seeing it in real life. Like learning things in a vacuum just does not help help me at all. But mm-hmm. um I, most of the experience when I went to Maypen Pen in Medicine, I got experience and I, I I did a few rotations at Spanish Store, I did emed, I did um surgery there as well. I went to KPH quite often too. And um, unfortunately when I went to Cornwall, it was, it was when man, I can't remember what it, but you remember the, the OTs weren't working. I went there for Annis yeah, and had they had, had to some, use, some... they had to use Falmouth and they were only doing elective surgeries. No, they weren't doing any elective surgeries or holy past of stuff. So my anes experience was a little bit lackadaisical, no fault of the hospitals per se, but because of the conditions. Or the resources, um, that were not available, or whatever challenges they had, but yeah, most people try to go. They like Mandeville, Maypen, um, but the further away from Kingston, generally, um, is it? I think I I liked Ortho on U E because it was um, I liked Ortho at U E. Because you actually get to see the instruments in your hand. It's one of the places that actually have the instrument box. Then we'll actually go through it with you. And I learned a lot at UE for Ortho. That's what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. But I went to both I went UE and KPH, man. I think I, I actually think I enjoyed my UE experience more for orthopedics. And it may have also been because of the the seniors that I had. So you know, you know how it goes. A lot of, of times it depends on who your residents are. Um, yeah, one of my residents was um Reynolds, or Kalila Reynolds husband. It's so funny. Richie, he's Richie no Kalila Reynolds. Ren- like, yeah, he's no Kalila right. Reynolds' husband to me, you know you know pin, no. me and Richie
1: went through and pencil or went through internship together like that was my <laughs> backbone during internship. me and Richie. Right? Me and Richie, which <laughs> is my classmate, you understand? So like we go way, 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 way back. You know, we struggled mm. through internships together and everything. Richie was, yo, we we were a tag team. And we, we rotated through, we did the same. The thing about, you know, we rotated through the four things together. Yeah. So we started with, with pediatrics and I think we went to ONG, <laughs> surgery, and then med- medicine was last. So we're always with each other, you know? <laughs> You, you mean Kalila? That's her now, wife
0: <laughs> As it depends who you ask. It depends who you ask. So, uh... because of
2: Kalila, because of
0: Kalila, I'm a big friend now, so... <laughs> All right, so let's jump ahead to 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 DM program. Yeah, yeah. You 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 decided you want to do ONG, mm-hmm. right? Well, it like mm-hmm. he wanted to do it from long time. Anyway, yeah, man,
1: there, there was just one oh. option what to do,
0: yeah. Ong, how how was the experience for you going from I'm um, working to being in the program? And did you go in straight from after SHO, or did you do a few years or a year of being a medical officer?
1: No man, I got straight in after SHO. I got straight in. At, at at that time, I mean, the 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 to get in wasn't as difficult. It was difficult, you know, but it wasn't as mm-hmm. difficult as it is right right now. It was difficult, but it wasn't as difficult, you know. So I applied. I mean, I applied from early. I remember. I think I applied right after internship, if if memory serves it me well. You know, I applied from right after internship, and I got my recommendations, and then yeah, I mean, twelve of us got in. You know, um, two of us got in, myself and um, Anna K. Taylor Christmas, at UA at Two of us got in mm-hmm. at UA. And um, getting into the program was kind of, was it a, was a big thing when I got in, you know, but I never really felt it until like, probably like three months in, I said, wow, I'm really in this, you know, <laughs> I'm really in this thing, this thing is real. This thing is real, you know? And, like, you know, it, it just got realer and realer and realer. And it, it. I was thinking about it today before you called me, and I was saying it to the DM. The DM is, is, is mental mind games more than um, academic. Academic is a mm-hmm. big part of it you now. But there's a mental aspect to the DM that makes it very difficult. It's very difficult when you're in it because it's mental. I can't explain it. The book work is important, but yeah. you have to make sure you're very confident when you go into that exam, you know. The thing about the DM is a confidence thing. You understand? It's a confidence thing. I, my boss always tell me the DM is just a piece of paper. When you get it, everything goes through the door, you know. But you have to be prepared for that exam, but a big part of it is mental, mental preparation and, and confidence and know your stuff. You have to know your stuff, definitely,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. But it's a, and I'm not, all the DMs are difficult, right? And I think everybody can agree that surgery, ONG, medicine, um, pediatrics, anybody who was a DM, yo, you have to give them them props.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's a, lot
1: of, it's, a, it's a lot of hard work, sweat and tears, and it's a lot of, you know, your mentality has to be set right for that thing there. Trust me, because the thing rough. it rough. And it doesn't get rough until they come into the end. Well, for me at least, mm-hmm. for me at least. You know, so I went in and I mean, the way after the, the Wednesday morning meetings and then like I took a liking to this, this whole ACOG thing, American College of Abstract and Gynecologists. I was the junior, uh, the junior fellow um, chair for the West Indies. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to travel a lot, a whole heap, whole leap. We used to travel with a group of us. that used to travel nice. all the time. You know, we used to go to all the conferences. I used to network. I'm big on networking. We networked. And from then, we were networking, you know. Um, my ex-wife at the time, she was in the program as well. She was ahead of me, you know. So everybody was kind of training me. My father was training me. She was training me. All my colleagues. Like, I got a, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a good training. And then mm-hmm. I went to Spanish Town, you know, like, surgically and clinically. I, I got very, I was, I was a good physician. But I got a, a lot of good experience because I was around good doctors, I around good residents who are always willing to teach. Dr. Gregory Lewis, Tiffany Hunter, Chrisanne Simpson-Harley. Like, these are people that just stand up in my, in my, in my mind. Big like, ups. Yeah, man. No, man, I have, yo, I, you have to give, give credit where credit is due, and Samantha? Because I remember Rishi Shan. Like, these are people that I, I remember being in difficult situations um, and they were dear. You know, they were dear for me. Keisha Bukyanan, Roger Rainford, like the list can go on and on. Like I just remember these, like you have certain experiences with these people and the teacher and, it, and like I tell, just like medical school, residency, mm-hmm. you take bits and pieces from everything and they put it together to make it your own. You understand? Especially surgery. ONG is a surgical field. You know, you take bits mm-hmm. and pieces from everything and they, and they put it together. And that is how that, that is what makes you. And then you have to run down the surgery and get the experience and do what you have to do. And then I turned chief resident. It was, it was a nice transition. But coming down to the end of the day, I, I, yeah. like I, said, to myself, I said to myself, I was like, yo, you know what? Because I, I saw how my colleagues were studying. Like, the, like, I, like I mentioned, my ex-wife, she, I saw how she was studying for the exam. I saw how her peers were studying for the exam. And I said, yo, why didn't people go so hard, yo? And I said, yo, we'll have this in the belt, yo, this is an easy thing, Just, you know, because they've been doing it all no, the time. All- mean, I, like, I was like, I thought they were studying very hard, you know, but so like, I kind of, kind of, the geared down a little bit because in my head I was like, nobody feels 1G. You know, yes, it's hard, but nobody will feel it. Really, you know, and then I thought. You saw the- yourself. Yeah man I jinxed myself, man. You so, jinx like, yourself I, but, I, I, oh no I, one I, fails. Oh and no You go no brought no bro- <laughs> the record. I did brought the record. I did brought do- the record as a first person in eight years to fail. I did put the record. I did the record. Guys, it's only totally
0: funny because we know the
1: ending. <laughs> I did put bro- the record. And I failed once but failed twice. <laughs> so you never embarrassed? No. 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 Like, no, honestly, honestly, I thought I went into the exam. And like, yep. I only can talk about it now, having been down that road, but I was underprepared for the exam. No matter how much I want to say X, Y, Z, re, re, re. I was underprepared for the exam. Right. I was underprepared for it. And I never get through. Right. Come back again, six months again after. And never get through again. I you know if you fail DM twice, they kick you out of the program. So how you get so your like, third chance? Um, I got the third chance. Like basically they say you can reapply after two years. So it depends on so I reapply it after two years. So it, that time was a rough, rough time for me. No,
0: no, amazing. no. So you reach final year. You yeah. fail two times and then make your way too, so to. so want to third time to people, people don't know that the
1: trials and tribulations that I've been through, you know, it's crazy.
0: So, so what did you do for the two years
1: yes yeah, so at that point in time like um my job position the plan was going to go to, to Mapin, right mm-hmm. as a senior register i want to pass my exam you know because my, my boss my current boss right now he, he was moving he was leaving spanish town and he wanted to create a team in Mapin, and like me and him were very close because i went to spanish town for six months everybody was going jubilee i went to spanish town and he trained me he, he trained me well you know, and him said, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make When I go Maple, yeah, come with me. You know, him handpicking team and I'm Yeah, come with me. Just pass the exam. Second time, just pass it. Your space is there. So, <laughs> never get, I never get through. You know, I never get through. And, um, him basically said, Come. Just come with the mo too. I don't want you too far from me. Just come. And I went, you know, mm-hmm. so at that time, there's a lot of confusion going on, like in terms of, what should I do? So at that point in time, I made up my mind to, um, to pursue the, the British exam, the MRCOG. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I started to study, and you know, same mentality. I went in and I started studying my ass off for that exam, you know. Prepared for that exam in six weeks, the first one. Pass it. And then I have to the part two.
2: Six weeks?
1: About, yeah man, six weeks. Six weeks. And you were working? Yeah, man, it was. I had asked anybody at Maple Hospital. I had my book with me everywhere, in between surgery, in between DNC.
0: But, Daryl, if and, you didn't just didn't your... do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. didn't do that. because yeah, yeah. we
0: know people are thinking, you know. We know
1: people are thinking. No, it. but it's true, no, you're going in there, you're going there with a little bit of, you feel like you have the edge. Because you go through, you've been through, you're, you're the chief of the I fail, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. to a chief of the you go through, you have everything, you feel that it is almost automatic. You know? Mm-hmm. And um I was I was studying but not like how I should have been. But I mean, you know the stuff, the common stuff are common, but I wasn't really focused as I should have been. And I can honestly mm-hmm. say that right now. I can honestly say that. I can honestly say that. And I think it happened when it was supposed to happen. I passed on mm-hmm. supposed to pass. So like I remember like I got time off from work to go to England now. I went to England for three months. To do, um, it's so ironic, the guy who failed me, the Kanji, he was from, um, from Leicester and he had a course in, in, in England and I went to his course, you know, so I went to England for three months
2: mm-hmm. to learn
1: to pass the exam, you know, and I, he remembered me from the exam and the thing is I did, I was, in, I was, I was rotating in the hospital, I was doing everything because I was trying to get as much experience as possible to do the exam. I did about four mock exams, I passed all of them. You know, I'm in England. I focus. i spending this bag of money for coming here. The exam not cheap. And, you know, cause mm-hmm. my plan is just, I just I want to get this MRCOG, because if I have the MRCOG, cause I, I, I forget about UA, you know, I've given up on UA. I've given up on UA. Given up on it, right? And I remember right before I went to England, um, I got a letter from UA that they accept me back. You know, so so when I applied when I applied again, I had a lot of, um, recommendations from people. You know, senior mm-hmm. doctors. You know, so right before I went to England in the summer. I got a letter from UWE that they accept me for the next year for 2015.
0: So when you go back, when you went back to UWE, I know we might be no. jumping. Did you go back as a first year all over again? No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Oh, remember, okay. No, 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 no. I give my third try to do the exam. So this is uh, in, in. I supposed to do the exam in July 2015, and this is mm-hmm. July 2014 You know, you know. And I remember I was going in the plane and I saw the letter and I oh. said, "Yo." Anyway, they were so I'm not really paying too much attention to this, let me just focus on this. No, seriously, no, I wasn't focusing on that. I, I, I was focusing on the, on the British thing. And mm-hmm. long and short, uh, I, I, I come under the British exam after passing all the MAC exams. I'm going to fail the part two by one percent. Because in, in the, the MRCOG, give you a, the breakdown. They give you the breakdown. I say, what is father? What is father? What is what is it we go through part 1 part 2 no
2: <laughs>
1: I, I, I next fail i said jesus christ man <sighs> what am i going to what, what am I do? <laughs> you know what am i going to is it me What's terrible man it was terrible <laughs> and then and then we said right, we, we recalibrate and we say, we come back home now and remember i was supposed to start back, the i was supposed to start back in september you know? the game actually mm-hmm. August I was supposed to start back and I don't write you I don't tell them nothing and I remember I called, called Dr. Ratchet at the time I was in the department and I tell her what's going to say, Dr. Ratia I feel come 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 back to UA you know and so much people were against <laughs> me going back to UA you know so much people were against me going back to But I said boy they might feel again I said boy this no option right now you know and uh, it was hard I'm kidding not it was mm-hmm. very hard going back you know I made pen but um i went there. and there's no zoom there's no nothing know. so i got time off on a wednesday wednesday was a lecture time i got time off on a wednesday to go to lectures right and any other lectures i had they let me go to it my boss would let me go and my team was very accommodating and i did that mm-hmm. for a year and i did the exam the third time and third up, time's a
0: charm third time's a charm finally yeah. Yeah, Finally fast.
2: No you know, fast.
0: When you tell me say you did fail DM two times I <laughs> thought that was it. But now if you hear no, the man. whole story.
1: Yeah man <laughs> yeah. And and, and I, can I tell you something I'm sorry to stop it. This is like a key thing. Like um you have to be motivated. Right? Mm-hmm. And I remember like on the back of my phone, like my background on my phone for four for three years, you know, I'll never forget this. It says failure is a stepping stone to success. That was a background on my phone. Like I remember like over my desk where I used to study, I have this thing, never give up, never give up. Failure is a stepping stone to success, keep pushing. And I always tell everybody that, right? You can fail, you can fail. Nobody, when you, when you, when you see your, your thing hung up on the wall, nobody's going to say, oh, X, Y, Z, fail at the bottom of the class. You're just going to see the big doctor, whatever. Exactly. You understand? And, you understand? And, and, and failing doesn't mean you're a bad doctor. Mm-hmm. Failing doesn't mean you're a bad doctor. Right? So, because uh, doc, medicine is art, craft, and science. The science is just... The science is a degree, you know. The art and craft is what you get along the way.
0: Yeah.
1: It you reminds understand? me of the
0: story of um, Dr. Roberts from... It's one of the B Islands. It's either Bahamas or Barbados. And he would always talk about the best doctor... That's in the country and how he had failed MBBS but he, nobody cared that he, was, he failed and he was the best doctor not just because of his knowledge level but because of how he practiced medicine. I might be of paraphrasing course. but mm-hmm. he said that to us in third year and yeah it's more than just knowing your book it's also about mm-hmm. the practice and the art of medicine all right, crap, I want to ask you for persons listening to this, a moment of seriousness where I'm not laughing at you. But we're mm-hmm. laughing because we know how the story ended. Okay, guys. Mm-hmm. But um for persons who are listening to this now who are either thinking of joining a DM program because application season, they had to put in put in study leave recently, and I think it's time to apply for DM um as well. Either it's normally end early. of
1: december it's normally end yeah. of december early January.
0: so persons listening to, to 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 this podcast at whatever level that they're trying in medicine if they're already in medicine already in the dm program what you want them to take away from your story in particular
1: well the main thing is just keep motivated and keep pushing the dm is hard you know, and you're going to feel demotivated many times, especially like, you know, war round presentations. You might get wild up. You might get, you know, um, case presentations. And, them, you know, them like to dig, 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 dig. But they're not really digging to embarrass you. They're just digging it to make it great.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, your
1: consultants are digging you and, and prodding you to make it great. We may feel that, why this man not pick for me for? Why this man have to pick for me for? That all they want, this is something in you and they want it to be the best. You're back up abroad when you're in the DM, right? And you have mm-hmm. to just accept it for what it is, read your journals, be up to date with all the guidelines, right? Practice, right? Have study groups as well, that helps. Talk to your seniors, let them help you. Because even when I finished, you know, I used to tell the, the guys who were like right behind me and I would do sessions with them. You know, they used to come mm-hmm. to my apartment. And we used, I used to teach them, I said, this is did the exam. You know, this is how you do this. And I, I did many sessions with everybody after because I don't believe in being mean. I said, yo, let me help you. I've been down there, I've, I've failed the exam. Let me show you how the And, You know, the funny thing about it, Samantha, let me tell you something. When I came back in July to do the exam, they changed the format of the exam. And the format of the exam was exactly what I was doing in England. Mhm. You understand? So I remember they came to me because they never know how how to do the exam, how to set the exam, and recommendations for past paper books. I tell them all oh, the books. These are the lectures, you know. Which books to get? Which books? Because they are modifying the exam to mimic the MRCOG. Mhm. So that actually helped me in my favor. You know, when I did that exam, it it actually going to England, preparing for the MRCOG actually helped me for the new format of the exam, which we did which was different than that last two that I did. It was completely different than the last two that I did. hmm
0: I'm here nodding. I'm here nodding.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The take-home message, you're going to feel demotivated. You may fail. Some fail a lot. Some people fail early, you know. Some people, the DM make up in a way, you know, that them try to weed out the weed people from early, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like the DM one, no, it's the truth. Them try to weed out, we know, it out we early. know it's just a lack of sugar coating, yeah, bro, but I keep it real when I trying to sugar coat it. We're done, we done, we done. I've been down this road, so they try to weed mm-hmm. out the week from early. So by the time you reach the end, you know, that means my boss always I keep on going back to him because he's one of my mentors. Him said a DM program is an apprenticeship, you understand? You already mm-hmm. have. You, it's an apprentice, and the failure is a result of your training. You always feel that. Him said the DM should be a result. It's a protege and apprenticeship relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not being trained well, you know, not, you're not trying to fail. You, should, you shouldn't try not to fail anybody. Let me say that. You know, your parting or your performance is directly related to how you're trained.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: By the time you reach the end, I'm not talking at the beginning, by the time you reach the end, Four and a half years. You understand? You should be of yep. a, a certain caliber. People shouldn't be failing at the end. Let me if you get the point I'm trying to say to you. By the time you reach the end, you should be ready to pass, ready for mm-hmm.
0: start. I agree. Oh, you touched some nerves there, because yes, medicine is an apprenticeship, and you know, like when we were younger, they would say that if a whole class fails or a bunch of persons in a class fail, it's really a reflection of, um what is being taught or how is being taught you know because the point really isn't about trying to fail people that's not that's not the point Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. the DM is an exit exam the DM is an exit exam so you have to exit because because the day before you're you're a resident and when you get a piece of paper the next day you are a, a specialist consultant
0: yeah and the only difference is the piece of paper which it's means the only that up day to that, that point, yeah, up to that point, you should have been, you should have been taught and been um operating at the level of a specialist, because it's one day, it's one paper, it's an exit exam. You're right about that. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for for sharing with us um i really hope to have more conversations about the dm experience or the persons who do follow me and listen to my podcast who are interested in 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 studying here and in specializing here because there are quite a few people who are like that um what where can we reach out to you on social media Uh,
1: at dr daryl daily OBGYN, and that's instagram and facebook I forget, the. I think the Twitter is at D daily, O-B-G-O-N. That is it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, they're going to be in the show notes.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. But one okay. more thing I want to say, even when you finish, don't limit yourself. Yes, even though you do the DM, but when you finish, don't limit yourself to the DM alone. Try to get some extra training whether it be mm-hmm. courses, whether it be a fellowship, whatever. Be, because what time you going to, you want to kind of set yourself apart from everybody else, you know, so I encourage, the DM is accepted for fellowships all in certain parts of the world, you know, I have mm-hmm. friends who went to Australia, I have friends who went to Canada, you know, I had friends who went to Ireland, I had friends who went to India to sub-specialize, you know, so don't do let the DM be the end of your 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 academic career,
2: Find mm-hmm. a little
1: niche to find something that you like to come back home and you, you know try and build back Jamaica, build back the the, the medical program, build back your specialty as yeah. well. You know. Yeah. You know. So. you're doing
0: you're doing of working um a cancer that's R word, Redruve.
1: No, no, cosmetic gynecology. Full stop. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cosmetic gynecology. It's, yeah.
0: I don't know what it was called, but I like you know I follow you and you do, like you know like. Uh, the only thing that sticks to me is the O-Shot because I watched a video of it and you're like, oh, it's so painless. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm reading what, reading the directions and reading what you're saying. And I'm like, "Um, that's painless. Okay. But then the patient after, didn't after, move over. After you had <laughs> the area, after you the area, it, it's painless.
1: Because that's what happened. When I finished, you know, I was like, All right, what, I, what, I wanted to do something that nobody else really doing you know and mm-hmm. I, I did my research i said this cosmetic gyne thing seemed kind of interesting you know um yeah. also cosmetic
0: gyne totally fits in with your image I, like you know like how dr miami looks like a plastic surgeon that specializes in bbls like mm-hmm. you look like a gynecologist that specializes in cosmetic gynecology i don't know how to explain it
1: yeah so yeah you, you just have to kind of just you know I, I like that feel and, and no regrets mm-hmm. you know and i'm still a regular obgyn but you know i like the cosmetic part of it as well and then they have some gynecologists who even the guy who trained me Dr. at matlock like, he does everything he does breast he does lipo he does B bell. you know he does everything you know so you know but i still like my regular bread and butter mm-hmm. obgyn as well you know
0: Wait, a part of cosmetic gynecology is like liposuction and breast stuff
1: um no 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 that's general that's general cosmetic oh it just like a surgery
0: okay okay okay, okay, okay back, in day,
1: back in the day you had to be a plastic surgeon to do these things but i mean right now the way ah, it remember mm-hmm. i said you just do a few courses you know you just yeah. do a few courses you get a little experience you know get the accreditation and get the training the training is important and then when you get the training you get the practice and then you, t- you can take it from there but you can like a lot of these doctors right now these big doctors in the caribbean who are doing a lot of Aesthetic work, they—they—they are they, not plastic surgeons, but they have the courses and they have the training, and they're doing really well at it. And they can't tell the difference between plastic surgeon and not.
0: Yep, there is actually, um, cause of course, because I do a lot of these podcasts about like alternative medicine, alternative pathways, and doing things that are outside of the box. I've come across um like a few articles talking about how um yes, you have fellowships, but you have fellowships, yes. Um, but a lot of persons are doing specialized courses and mm-hmm. doing things that were tradition as you are literally saying, traditionally reserved. I don't even know if reserved is the proper word for it, but traditionally thought of to be only done by um those kind of persons. So, like for example, thing there's a huge overlap between what plastic surgeons and dermatologists do. I've seen anesthesiologists do um Botox and things like that and of course even like ultrasonography you have general practitioners and family doctors doing that and in interventional medicine being done by non-radiologists and non-interns just because they have the, sh- the short-term courses that they do and they get specialized training for it and they're immersed in it and then they're able to come back and make that a part of their offerings
1: i mean anybody can do it again it's just about the training yeah many people have been on it you know so i mean like like botox everybody is doing it right now you don't have to be you just get the training you just Mm -hmm. get the training you just get the training and do it you understand exactly
0: exactly that
1: yeah so get your training guys get your training
0: (laughs) there were a lot of gems in this conversation um from uh, you know sticking to your plan knowing what you want and going after it no matter what anybody says not taking failure um as something as defeat is just a stepping stone to success um understanding that even when you do get your degree there's so many things that you can do with courses certifications and the possibilities are limitless we're not just stuck in this cookie cut scenario anymore there's so much that we can do with our degrees And I want to say thank you, Daryl, for having this conversation with me. I am sure somebody's going to, I I just hope this reaches a med student, a future med student, someone who is in the DM program. It's going to reach them at the perfect time. And that that is all I can hope for. So thank you so much for being a part of this convo. Guys, if you want to reach out to me, you know you can just send me an email. Actually, I changed up my email so you can send me an email at Samantha at the layman's doctor.com. Um, so, Samantha at the dot com. You can also message me through my website, www.thelayman's Or you can simply send me a DM on twitter and on instagram at the layman's dr thank you so much for listening until next time